I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Visit No One Likes Us Clothing for all your Millwall clobber. www.noonelikesus.co.uk Hi, I'm Gary Rowett, and you're listening to the world-famous Acton Millwall. Hello, dear listeners. That sound effect you can hear is, of course, the Gary Rower Express train, which has started up again in the wake of a blistering, blistering 3-0 win over Watford at the Den last night. Joining me to kick over the traces of that excellent home victory last night is show regular Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Mike. Good morning, afternoon, evening, listeners. Uh, Yeah, so... Gary Rowich train always reminds me of that train from Dumbo with all the clowns on jumping around, but <laughs> but it seems to be going in the right direction. It's well, it was. It, I thought it was one of the best home performances, best performances. Let's let's get it right that I've seen in in uh, in some years. I'm gonna. I'm thinking back to the Forest away win off the top of my head. Um, so we, we're going to kick over that in a moment, listeners. But first, I just want to point you all out there in listening to this show at the promotion we're doing at the moment with a wonderful little uh, board game called Pundit. It's a bit like a football trivial pursuit, Michael. Do you like a board game like Richard Chaplow? I I am partial to a board game. You know, Cluedo comes out in the house a lot, as does Monopoly. This is going down the same kind of route, listeners, as Trivial Pursuit, only it's football. Um, I've got a a question, just an example question for you, Michael, and also for the listeners. If Michael doesn't get this, I'll read out the answer at the end of the show, listeners. So just to begin us off, this is um, a different category. This is England, English football in the 2000s. So uh, this Nigerian player was amongst the Premier League's most entertaining players to watch. Bolton fans chanted that he was so good, they named him twice. He was voted Player of the Year in Nigeria seven times, and he played an important role in their legendary Olympic side that won gold in Atlanta in 1996. His career took in such diverse clubs as Borussia Neunkirchen, Eintracht Frankfurt, Fenerbahce. In 2002, he left Paris Saint-Germain. He joined Bolton, which is where we'll know him. In 2002 to 2006, he played 124 times for Bolton, scored 14 goals. Then he went to Qatar and finished his career at Hull City. Nigerian international, 73 caps, 14 goals for the Nigerian national team. So good, listeners, they named him twice. So that's the kind of question that you're going to get in pundits. Michael, got any ideas off the top of your head? Only if I can get a royalty, copyright-free version of the Mastermind Friendship <laughs> fan over the top. <laughs> to buy pundits, and you will like it, I think, listeners, for Christmas. It's a great game. It's for the football head in your family. Visit punditgames.co.uk. Pundit, P-U-N-D-I-T, games.co.uk. You'll get a 10% discount at the checkout with the code LIONS in capital letters. And every sale of this board game, listeners, generates money for the Lions Food Hub. That's the terms of the deal. We don't advertise much on this show, uh, Michael. And it's only ever one that's going to benefit the Lions Food Hub. Every sale will generate money for the Lions Food Hub. Pundit. So, um, Michael, any idea on that answer off the top of your head? First one that comes to mind is JJ Okocha. Yeah, you got it. You be That will move you one place forward 
towards the goal. Um, and that, that's the that's the format of the game. Where's you know, my cheese? Move... If it's trivial pursuit, where's my cheese? No, no, you move forward. You dribble forwards into the opposition's half. You get four, uh, I think it's five questions in a row. Right, you score a goal and um, you play it over 45 minutes. Uh, so, and obviously the highest goal score wins. Pundits. Codit UK. If, if, if it was a real football game, dear listener, I'd fall over after dribbling about a yard or one step. So there we go. That's why I referee now. There we are. That's 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 our that's our promotional part done, Michael. Um, what a performance last night, mate! I thought it was a, one of the best home showings I can remember in a long time. Uh, really enjoyable game to watch. I couldn't make it down there last night, and this is I watched it on Sky. And um, wonderful, wonderful entertainment. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant performance by the Lions. I think it was, um, it was a great game to, to watch. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it very much sort of, sort of reeked of that kind of job done with class. You know, we mm. we got the goals early. We took our chances well. Bradshaw was absolutely brilliant um, last night. Got got a very early hat trick. Got the goals, and then we uh, we done the classic game management, which every modern manager likes to do because Watford. I think Watford didn't really have a shot on target till like the 88th minute. So no. it was a fantastic professional, a very professional performance by Millwall. Went out, got the job done, knew what we needed to do. Um, apart from the occasional misplaced pass, I thought we, we moved the ball quite nicely. We got stuck in quite nicely. We had shape, we had discipline. And I just don't think Watford could have um, could have kept up with us. And I, I, I don't know how it come across on the TV, Nick, but Watford looked absolutely clueless. Because they just did not know what to do against us. They couldn't break us down. They looked bewildered. Um, and I, one thing that really came out, I mean, I wasn't there last night, couldn't make it, listeners, but watching it on TV, um, I was really struck by the pace and energy that we brought to the occasion that Watford just couldn't match. I, they were, in the pre match show, they were talking about um, that Watford, I think, came into it with. Um, Quite a decent record. I mean, they're only one place in above us, but um, they they were a decent side, ex Premier League side. So they were talking about their their desire to get back to the top flight again. But I thought we just blew them away with with the the running and the and and the our willingness to to tackle hard. Um, as ever, each goal has come from a set piece um, or a free kick or a dead ball situation. Um, seven minutes count. in, they all count uh, exactly, Mike. I mean, they all count. Um, I thought the first goal was was brilliant. Um, goal sniffing, you know. I mean, Bradshaw, he's, he's a player that's, uh, I suppose, like any forward, really uh, lives on on confidence. But that first goal, long ball forwards, which he picks up as a kind of like a loose, I think it was a loose um, header from the Watford defender under pressure, and he he, he put that away of a plum. That's that was top level finishing. Yeah, it was, and I I always used to like mock people, mock people who. Uh... As a laugh, who was always in the toilet when people scored and said, "Oh, if you didn't see that goal live, you know you don't know what you're missing." But I yeah, think that that yesterday, like I was right behind him when he hit that, and you could just see the intention. He he didn't just sort of hit and hope that you could see even the way he angled his foot before he's un- he's yeah. connected. It's a top top class finish, and the setting, the way it just flew in the top corner was was just a great great thing to see. He, I thought he had a fantastic game, Bradshaw. Um, also, have a, have a sort of a comment for the back four to look so much more comfortable when we have four at the back compared to normal five. And, and even a Volkslammer, he, I thought he had a great game considering he's had quite a quiet um, start to his Millwall career. He was very involved in a lot of action. You know, he won a few fouls and he, he, he seemed pretty good. Um, maybe not Fleming levels of influence yet, but I thought uh, for a player who had that reasonable start restart, he, he, he did very, very well. Absolutely. Um, 2 0 up on 25 minutes. Um, again, free kick launches forward. Um, Bennett and, and uh, slams it in from the left side, and Bradshaw's in the in the danger zone to, to put it away. Um, great positioning to be in the in the right place at the right time. And I, I thought at that stage, Watford were just looking like um, you know, if it was a boxing match, you'd probably would have thrown the towel in from your corner because they 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 look pretty clueless. I mean, as, as you say, Mike. I mean, there was the first shot. The, well, first uh, opportunity of any any note really it didn't come till till late. Um, Ninety plus one, they hit the post, um, and then there's a, a, a side netting. I think it was after that that they uh, they missed the chance. Apart from that, they weren't really at the at the races. And I think you've got to take your hat off to you know Gary Rowe, has been taking a lot of flack this season, hasn't he? And mm. 
you know, just looking at some of the pre-match notes, this is from the, the club's, um, not quite a programme notes, but they send it out on, on email. And one of their talking points they picked up was at Watford, uh, they had at the top of the, drib the dribbling statistics. So suggesting they've got potent force of the ball at their feet. Talking about um, the Brazilian uh, Joao Pedro um, being particularly dangerous. I mean, if that's knowing that going into the game, clearly the Lions have, have, have decided to take the game to them in a certain way, prep the side ready for that because they didn't show a sniff of that across the whole ninety minutes, certainly until we added time. You know, he's, he's taken a pounding, Gary Rowett, and he gets a lot of criticism on, on shows like this at times. Some of it justified, but equally, when it goes right, and it went very, very right last night for me, you got to take your hat off to him, Mike. Yeah, it was a very, very confident performance. And it's it's real chalk and cheese, as you say, to a few weeks back and a couple of months ago when people were actually questioning, you know, whether this team wants to play for Gary Rowett. Has yeah. Rowett got the dressing room? Does he know what yeah. he's doing? Last night, I mean, I'm not sure if you're going to put Harry's voice notes in before this or after this, but um, Harry's right. That that was a, that was a a, a a performance that you know waxing lyrical how good it was. It, it's it's the type of performance that you'd expect from a team pushing for the top six. And if there was there was people around us, I mean, we don't get overly carried away because it, it was one good performance. You know, with this mm -hmm. league, it's about yeah. being consistent. Um, yeah. But if we do play like that you know, you, you will certainly be looking up because, as you say, Watford there, they had a lot of players who were worth a lot more than us. They're, they're the ones who at the start of the season, a lot of people were thinking they might go up. You know, that yes, they've changed their manager, but they had a, 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 a sort of pro, a manager who'd done well, one promotion with a smaller club, and now they've got Billichin who knows how to get out of the Championship, good manager uh, this level was managed in the Premier League, and yeah. they just could not get near us. I thought, I think, to be fair to Watford and their fans... They did bring a lot down, an awful lot of fans, Dan. And if I was one of those away fans, I'd be absolutely furious that I made that journey down and we was 3-0 down within, what, half hour, 35 minutes? 32 and, minutes from 3-0. Yeah. Um, that was the Bradshaw yeah. hat-trick, um, which was an, a neat kind of um, turn, turn inside the box, wasn't it? Um, and put it away quite deftly inside the box from, a, I think it was a Jake Cooper um, knockback. Um, made it 3-0, 32 minutes hat-trick. Which puts um, I see just literally before we started recording, I'm just seeing a, me a meme online saying mentioning Son Hung Min uh, on 14 minutes, Erling Haaland on 90 minutes, then Tom Bradshaw on 25 minutes as fastest hat tricks in 22 23. Um, so the company's keeping is Erling, Erling Haaland, uh, Ivan Tony, Erling Haaland, and Son Hung Min, which is pretty good going for a player that's that's had his um, confidence issues this season and. Yeah. Um, Hats off to him. The third goal really settled matters. I mean, I always that's a cliche, isn't it? Two 0 being a dangerous lead, you can you can never entirely exclude um, the unexpected at then. But that third goal really, for me, settled it. And they they focused in a lot on on um, Bilic, who, as you say, Mike, is an experienced manager at some pretty high levels. I mean, he's managed the Croatian national team and Premier League sides, and he's, I, I I rate him as a decent manager. But they he just looked. Um, it looked like an empty shell. It looked like there's trust, an empty shell, you know, there but not there, so yeah. to speak. Um, and I, I dare say, I mean, coming over loud and clear on the uh, on on the, <laughs> on the soundtrack was um, various insults being directed in his direction with his West Ham connection. So, um, you know, it, 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 overall, it was a miserable night to be a Watford supporter, I would say. Um, and they're a, they're a team that would have expected to be contenders, but they didn't like contenders last night at Zampa Road at all. What what Watford were bad, don't get me wrong, and I think that sort of half did help us out a little bit, but I don't think, as, as we've said a few times, and just to reiterate a point, I don't think you can take anything away from that Millwall performance. Everyone was on, on form. You had Billy Mitchell had a great game. He's had a couple of critics over the last couple of years. He's done a right yes. Yep. Yep. Billy Mitchell had a great game. Fleming, even though considering Fleming had quite a quiet game, he still was quiet effective at times and um another shout out for mason bennett our 60 minute wonder you i mean you can uh i think i think they sort of like a sort of time big ben to when mason bennett gets substituted <laughs> that's the exact time he comes <laughs> off but what's it what's 60 minutes and it always goes back to that cliche we say with mason bennett if he was fit 
he certainly wouldn't be playing for us. And if he could play more minutes, he'd be even more dangerous and deadly because I thought that was a great performance from him yesterday. There's still that little bit every time he gets tackled, everyone sort of hold, you hear the whole ground hold their breath. Yeah, you, you kind of hold your breath. Yeah. You know, and like the bit when his shin pad um, flew out, I thought that might have been a body part, knowing uh, <laughs> Mason Bennett's luck. But... Um, <laughs> I thought we added a real hard running touch. I mean, you know, it's, it's unfair to compare Tyler with, with Mason. It's actually two quite different players. I mean, but Mason is a much more physically strong player on the ball. Um, and when he's fit, is that the caveat, of course, when he's fit, when he's, when he's um, in one piece, so to speak, he's, 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 a, he's a very, very strong left-sided presence for us. Uh, I mean, at the end of the first half, my, I, I just know to myself the amount of energy we brought to the game, the fact we, we pressed them so well, and we made them look very, very much second best at the end of a, what I well, repeat again, blistering first half. As they left the field, the Sky commentary team described that as perfection, which, um, I mean, given that Watford never even looked remotely dangerous in the first period at all, and we went three up and probably could have been four up because I think there was um Jake had a kind of a, a a flurry in front of goal where he couldn't quite get his foot on the ball as it dropped down to him. He could have been four nought at half time, um, but three nought we'll we'll settle for. Yeah. Um second half, yeah, I mean I suppose it is this modern thing, Mike, of game management. Um I suppose when you're three goals to the good you you kind of um settle for it. There was a slight sense if I'm gonna be picky of anticlimax in the second half, it'd be nice to have pressed on and got some some more, but um, one mustn't be greedy in this life. And the, and the um, you know, the substitutions, the, the three-way sub, and then uh, there's uh, Bennett coming off on on uh, 59 minutes for his hour, as you, as you've already said, kind of took some of the um, steam out of the the railway train somewhat. But um, it finished three 0 and you know, apart from the couple of late, late, late chances for Watford, it was pretty much a flawless performance and. I think you've got to take your hat off to, to where we've been. Because, I mean, you know, we that, that, that presses on from a, a weekend uh, win at, uh, at Bristol. And, you know, I wouldn't say that was a flawless performance down there, but it was a pretty good performance. And, you know, you do start to feel some momentum going at last at the den. It's great to see. Yeah, and, and do you know what? I'm going to agree with Sky there, saying it's perfection, because it's not like them as a broadcaster to over-dramatise situations. Um, is it? But um, <laughs> no, or to, or to look for the or look look for the easy shot with Millwall. You know, I mean, yeah. um, they 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 will always look for the easy dig. Um, and for the most part, for the most part, they they had a little laugh before the game kicked off on the pre-match show about um, it being an intimidating place to come and no one enjoys it. But I I, I take that as a compliment because yeah. um, clearly <laughs> Watford didn't enjoy their trip down the. Uh, the M40 into town. Um, I, think, I think going back to what you were saying as well though, about the second half, I think this is this is where, like you were saying about the modern game, yeah, it would be nice to get a few more goals. And one of my friends who was at the game me last night, even he said, he was like, oh, you know, Watford have had a lot more of the ball. And I'm like, but but our, our job's done. You know, like, mm. like very, very, very rarely. I mean, yes, in the Premier League, you've had some big scoring games with like the Man City's and Liverpool's turning team over, but they've got obviously resources and players that we, we never, ever will have. But if you get if you get a three nil midweek win, that's a huge result. That's massive. You know, like it's not it's not just it's not just the the, the fact you've won. It's it's the convincing way you've won. You know, you've got yep. a good decent goal difference there, and the fact you've not conceded a clean sheet. So, I think yes, even though you can argue not not as much happened in the second half. If you are, I hate to say this because it sounds like a little bit. Um, sort of swami, if you will. But if you're a fan of the modern game, you probably would have been as entertained with the second half as you would with the first because it was such a professional performance of this is how you defend, this is how you contain this is how yeah. you contain. If you're a football yeah. man and this is how you wanna and you want to watch the game, it was a mar- it was it was a it was an attacking masterclass in the first half, it was a defensive masterclass in the second half. There was so how many times last night did Watford just ping or just try and ping diagonal passes from one side of the pitch to the other and it just did not work out because that's all they could do. And that's what I've said, sort of said to one of my friends. I was Absolutely. like, just let them do it. Just let them ping it around because what what are they going to do? What are they going to do on the halfway line when you're 3-0 up? Absolutely nothing. But if we press them and they get back on around us on the counter, then the game comes 3-1. It's a little bit more squeaky bum. So keep it at 3-0. It's, it was, I just thought it was an absolute masterclass last night. Yes, maybe slightly boring in the second half, but still. Rose tinted glasses. It was, it was very. Yeah, I mean, 
I didn't find it boring in the second half. I think for the reason you just said, because um, obviously our, our, our prime, um, with the substitutions too, I think once Bennett went off, you could start to feel that uh, Gary Rout was settling for a 3-0 win, wanted a 3-0 win. Um, no goals conceded, clean sheet, which we, we by hook or by crook, we got there. They hit the, the post, didn't they, in late, late. But I mean, even, late, even that one that hit the back. post, Nick, like... You could tell the way they followed up, like they didn't follow up. They that was a complete hit and hope chance. It's hit the foot yeah. of the post, bounced off, and no one's chased after it. And even Watford didn't even sort of like you know let out a cheer, and we all laughed. Well, the people I was around was laughing because <laughs> you know it's like it was it, it was like when you take a four year old to like mini soccer and they run up to the goal and kick it against the post, you know, when they should have scored. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was it, it to, to 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 say that was. I mean, obviously, according to stats, you do. But to say that come close and all that, you think he didn't really. And that that wouldn't have been any catalyst. That would have just been unfair on Millwall Football Club if that went in. But it, The it um, funny moment was the ole, ole, when they were passing the ball yeah. around in the second half. I mean, these are the moments that you, uh, that you you know, that you live for at Millwall. It was, it was, it was wonderful. I mean, with, with a hat-trick, um, it's very hard not to make Tom Bradshaw man of the match, Michael. Did you have any other thoughts on, on standout performances? Or would you, would you go with Bradshaw? Or would you go elsewhere for you? Uh, po- Most possibly. valuable player, to use an Americanism. Um, poss- possibly you can give Hutch a shout, Billy Mitchell, Vogslammer yeah. again, Bennett for 60 yeah. minutes. But yeah, you can't, you can't not give it to Bradshaw. I mean, even, even, when he, even when he wasn't scoring, he was in the game, he was influencing, he was looking for the ball, he was making the right runs. I thought, yeah, he had a great game, really, really good game. And, and um, I mean, my boy, when we went yesterday, he was asking, obviously, you know, when's Bart going to get back in the side? Because he's a big fan of Bart. But, you know, has, 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 I mean, as much as I like Bierkowski, which I do, has the introduction yeah. of George Long maybe helped with this run, you know, behind the scenes, you know, you know, Bart, Bart was always like a leader and stuff like that. But so, so George Long was brought in as a leader as well. You, you, you don't know what he's saying to the team. Uh, him being there in a new system, new structure might actually enforce a little bit of confidence in the in the side. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung! Millwall. They're talking, Michael. Didn't they? Yeah. Results do the talking, and um, uh, I don't know if it's so directly, um, but um, certainly George Long has come in when results have turned. And and you know, question last night was uh, changing a winning team. Well, Tyler Bury was on the bench, and and Mason Bennett replaced him for the better. Um, I think there's probably lessons to be learned there for for Tyler, who's a young player, can yet pick up on. I mean, we'll probably never. Completely match the likes of of, um, of uh, Mason Bennett for physicality because that was what really stood out for me last night. Um, but you know, it's, it's one thing to be beautiful on the ball. It's, you've also got to deliver some some physical presence, and maybe let's hope that's the direction that they try and develop Tyler's gaming without losing the skill. Um, but yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, results turn your way. Um, you know, you become undroppable, don't you? At a certain point, so. Yeah, a couple exactly. of good saves he made as well last night. I thought I thought Long did a did a good job. 
I, I just wanted to mention, I mean, you've, you've mentioned um, Vogel Slammer. Slammer. I, I'm not going to fall into this trap, listeners, of mispronouncing his name. It's Vogel Slammer. And all I keep hearing is people saying Vogel Slammer. It's not Vogel Slammer. So I'm not, I'm, if you hear me mispronouncing, listeners, email me. Oh, I've, I've mispronounced it a couple of times as well. I do apologise. Vogel Slammer. Um, um, Vogel Slammer. So I like no, no wonder night. people laughed at me when I got his name on the back of my shirt. <laughs> Billy Mitch, George Savile. Uh, I mean, you could pick out the whole team in, in truth. I just wanted to mention Danny Mack as well, because I thought he did, he did a good job last night um, in defence. Uh, but you can you can go across the whole side. And obviously, three-goal hat-trick hero, Tom Bradshaw. Speaking after the game, Millwall now sitting in eighth position, Michael. One point behind, two points behind Sheffield United in fourth and three points behind Burnley in third position. Speaking after the game, Gary Rowick described the first 15 minutes of tonight, last night's game um, as horribly beautiful. I quite like that. It's a quite poetic turn of phrase, isn't it? Horribly beautiful. It's got a nice kind of contrast in it. Horribly beautiful. He said Watford have got many good individuals, but what they won't have experienced many times is coming to a place like the Den. Um, I, I really like this idea that it may be, for the, you know, however it's got here, by hook or by crook, who's fallen upon a formation and an approach that certainly last night brought the crowd into it um, because it really came across on TV, I felt. Um, it is our secret weapon. I mean, it's a very secret weapon. They were talking about it on the, on the pre-game show. If you can use the atmosphere of the den, Michael, not many teams fancy it. Watford didn't fancy it last night at all, mate. No, exactly. And, and considering it, it wasn't a full house at the den last night. You know, no, well, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the, there you go. There you go. 99.9% of the ground. Harry won't, yeah. Yeah, just right. Two, two seats for empty, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't full by any means, but there was still a decent noise coming from the... From, um, from the ground, and I was I was talking to a couple of guys yesterday at work. They were talking about the Spurs Stadium and how the stadium's built and everything like that. And and I sort of said to them, I said, well, you know, you can have your sixty thousands at White Hart Lane, or what was White Hart Lane, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium there, and you know the Emirates. Yeah. But you know, sixteen, seventeen thousand fans at Millwall make an awful lot of noise. Um, and you know, with the, you know, with the Watford fans there as well. Like I said, they they brought a fair few dance, a fair place. They all left a bit earlier than I thought they were gonna. They showed um, them streaming for the exits. Um, I think it was very early in the second half. Some of them were deciding yeah. to get on the Metropolitan line, go home. I can't yeah. blame them. I think they were invited I, I, to go home by the crowd as well. Like, yeah, yeah. It was it. No, it was, it was a good atmosphere. And do you know what? As well, without trying to sound too woke, because you know we are the woke. Podcast. Well, we mustn't be woke. No, we we mustn't be woke. You know, whatever that is, we mustn't be. Yeah, exactly. on. Yeah. <laughs> whatever they tell us. Um, but there, there there didn't seem to be any sort of negativity towards the side last night or or row it. You you might have had the old like like someone misplaced a pass. Someone might have said something. But mm. you didn't have like a sort of venomous atmosphere towards our team. You know, everyone was behind the side in, in the Millwall way that they do by slagging off the other team. But, um, but you know, ev everyone seemed to be like a little bit more together than we have been over the last few weeks and months. You know, there didn't seem to be that sort of toxicity towards our own players and um, management no. that there had been. And, and, and it thrived. It, it seemed more positive on the pitch. The passes were more positive. The players looked like they were smiling and enjoying the game a bit. Granted, yes, scoring goals early does help. But, you know, you've, you've got to be in the right mindset to score those goals early. But one thing I'll tell you what, one, I had this discussion with a couple of lads yesterday and this morning. You saying about the championship and being up to eight, you know, if we would have lost yesterday mm. and results hadn't gone our way, we would have gone down to eight, eight, four, nine, eight, four, something like that. Um, yeah. Do we genuinely think now? I know it's a PR thing from the EFL and the um, Sky and TV and all that that the championship's so exciting because anything could happen. But do you think that's also got a lot to do with the fact that this might sound bit controversial it's not a great league in the sense that all you need is sort of one team to be consistent and they run away with it so you know like Wolves ran away with it a few years Reading a few years before that but if you look this season now no one's actually playing particularly well and the table's moving all over the place now yes you can say that's the excitement but you can also say no one's actually grabbed this league by the balls and thought actually a little bit of consistency will go for it it's funny, I was listening to the Guardian Football Weekly reinforcing my tofu-eating credentials with all the listeners out there. 
Guardians of Football Weekly. I did a foot in the EFL special show. I normally cover the Premier League and uh, international, um, you know, football more than EFL. But anyway, they did a special because it's a you know it's an unusual thing for them to cover. Perhaps. Um, but it's one of the points they made that there is no standout side in this in this division. And I suppose even if you look at the uh, the league table, I mean, yeah, we're eighth, and that's that's this is a Millwall show, so that's what we're gonna. Um, we're going to celebrate if you like, but if you look at the the team at the top of the table is QPR with Blackburn in second, bottom of the table is Huddersfield with eleven points, and then West Brom sitting in the um, Saturday's visitors, of course, West Brom in the third relegation spot. Um, you know, it's it's a division where I think uh, what's the cliche? Anyone can beat anyone, and yeah. but that's that's not always a, an implication of great quality. It's an implication that everyone's pretty pretty average i think that's probably the point that you're making there really michael i think it is an average division i think um i think especially over the last few years especially over the last few years it's been very average. well it was interesting one of my pre-match notes i made to myself was that um watford would be benefiting big time from the um however long the parachute payment system lasts for but they, they were up in the premier league last season so they should have a squad that should if if money equals success be um, you know decisively better than others, but they didn't look it last night. But because of the way we played and and the energy and um, you know the the, uh, the the emphasis we we took on the game, put on the game. So you know, I think it is a division. Um, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or a mediocre thing or a, a tribute to everyone's quality, I, I don't know. I kind of think everyone is much of a muchness, which is an opportunity for a club like Millwall because. You know, we, we've we've been up against some sides in recent years. I suppose Leeds will be one of them, which are this side. You know, whether we we take the the, the the piss out of Leeds a bit, but they are a big club and they do bring resources. And it's only been their own incompetence after time that's held them back. It's not been the uh, the size of the crowds or the money that that would generate. But there's no real standout side in this in this division. I suppose you'd be looking at teams like Sheffield United and and possibly Burnley coming down but I mean if West Brom are struggling Michael it, it, it does speak something about the general quality of the league because it's, it, it presents a real opportunity for us if we you know we've said it each of the three seasons I think since um, Rowett's come in that you know this could be a big this could be a really big chance for us to get up this could be a really big chance for us to get up despite the you know the the kind of rather um, drab start to the season but there's there's opportunity there as last night showed yeah, hundred percent. And I, I mean, I remember saying a couple of years ago. I think I was a two. I was obviously two, three seasons early. But you know, this was when sort of Leeds had gone up, and when some of the other teams, you know, because they go the other way as well. You know, Sheffield Wednesday had gone down, and Sheffield Sheffield United had sort of gone down a few years back as well. But I, I said, um, you know, if you're a Nottingham Forest, you, why are you not pushing for promotion? Why are you not yeah. at top yeah. of the table? You know, like like I know, look at Forest now; they're in a bit of a state, but. You know that they're, they're one of the historic clubs of the, of of not just the football league of um, of 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 the of the top flight as well. You know, even, even football generally. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, no, and same I, with I like the Aston Villas. Why Aston Villas were in this division as long as they were when you know. So, as you say, I mean, who really? We said it on the first show of the season, didn't we? Who who do you look in the fixture list now and fear? Probably no one. Not not not. And I mean, we never used to sort of fear the likes of the. Um, Sort of Leeds United, but you'd look at the the the, league, uh, the fixture list and be like, right, that's going to be a hard game. All right, we've got Norwich the week after that. We've got Leicester the week after that. You know, these are sort of big, biggish teams. Um, mm. I know Norwich have been a little bit yo. I'm talking about when they was in League One with us. But you know, you, as you say, there's 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 no one there who really sort of terrifies you. And this this is an average league because if you look at Blackburn, the I think the stat was wasn't it they lot they'd lost more games than the team at the bottom, but they're top. Even yeah, they were, they either win or they lose. I think they drew one the other. I think they drew one midweek. Um, but anyway, yeah, they they tend to win or they lose. So yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're second in the table. Um, yeah, which, and you have you have, you, know. Bur- you have Burnley have only lost one, and they're what third, fourth. You know, I I don't. Yeah. I think all and and this just goes back to show like I was saying there. All, all you need is just just consistency. Just be consistent. It's easier said than done in a league where I'm, I'm, I'm obviously sort of contradicting myself. In a league where any, any team can speech marks beat anyone and, you know, it's unpredictable. But all you need to do is just show a little bit of consistency and you'll be all right. If you look at, if you look at the Premier League, again, you've got 
you've got Man, United, um, Man City and Liverpool and then Ch- Chelsea were on the coattails. But you had three consistent teams there. Mm. Any three of them really could have, you know, Chelsea was a little bit far behind, but the way the season started, three teams could win the league. You go into the Premier League seasons, four teams could win the league at the start of the season. And then it obviously peters down, but you still have two or three or four who tend to go for it. The Championship... Mm. No, no one ever, no one ever goes for it, you know. No one ever thinks, you know, what, I'm going to try and win the league, you know. It's always that obsession with, oh, let's just try to get promoted again. So let's just be top six, you know. So if you just, I'm, I'm not saying that Millwall have got the capability to go for to to win the league, or Millwall have got the resources to win the league, but if you just go in that mindset of, all you yeah. need is consistency and we'll be up there. That's that's what it is, you know. I, I'm I'm trying to labour a point, and I'm not sure if I'm coming across well. No, the point is well made. I mean, you're just looking at the league table. So yeah, QPR top of the table at the moment, 15 games in, listeners, 50, uh, 27 points, goal difference of seven, um, and then you've got t- six points. So two wins in the league will take you from Bristol City in 12th all the way up to first. You know, so the. There's a large, I mean, below those, you've got some other, uh, you know, Sunderland 20 points, Birmingham 20, Watford 20, and so on. So it's it's a it's a, a division this season that doesn't offer any what I would call splash teams where they you they really stand out. They're going to rip away. There's no big London derby. I don't include QPR in my range of... I don't think there's many teams in the southeast in the division this year, is there? Oh, I mean, Reading, Reading, and Watford. We had that. I suppose we had that last <laughs> night with um, with Watford. Um, so there's there's it's, it's a division this season. I think offers opportunity. With we seem to be at last by hook or by crook discovering a formation and an approach that works. There's a uh, I've got this from Twitter. It's from Steve Evans. Big shout out to Steve Evans. He's put for the attention of Gary Row. It's a screenshot from Sky last night with um, uh, Rowett and Adam Barrett in, in the picture. But they've got mill statistics by formation comparing the back five with this 4-2-3-1 approach. And the difference is marked, Michael. I mean, with back the back five, we've got 1.18 points per game. With 4-2-3-1, we're getting 2.33. So, we're, you know, we're, that's quite a decisive difference with this new approach. Goal scored similarly 1.09 under the old way, 1.67 under the new way, and goals conceded 1.45 under with a back five, and put 0.67 under the back four. So, in a nutshell, the numbers are much much better with the back four. So, however we've come to it, however much Gary Rowett had to be dragged kicking and screaming towards it, and however much he still maybe yearns for a back five those numbers don't lie and you know the fact that we're now um you know looking upwards we're looking at the top six potentially a good win on on saturday against um uh, west brom and our pantomime villain of jed wallace will put us in in top in top six contention so you know that's how how, how the world turns it turns very very quickly in football doesn't it and and confidence you know we, we will be flying going into saturday and West Brom obviously will be in desperate states because they're in the bottom three. So football turns very, very fast. Until we talk about consistency, as I said when I left the ground yesterday, you know what's going to happen now. They'll probably turn us over 3 0 at home, won't they? <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Horribly beautiful, um, Gary Rowett said it was. Uh, just looking at a few internet comments, Twitter comments. Steve Lee praising Mason Bennett, Michael. He's contributed 60 minutes of tenacity, composure and self-belief in his own ability. And then Steve makes the point, take note, Tyler Bury. Gavin's making the same point that we've just made about it being a mediocre championship, four points off the top. Um, Runner games coming up against teams at the bottom. I think that was a point they made on the TV coverage last night, our, our fixtures over the, uh, the remainder of October and into November up until the World Cup break are... What you might call winnable. I know that's bit, you know hostage to fortune a little bit, but they are are winnable against teams in the in the lower half of the table. Phil Clark makes an interesting point here, Michael. Uh, when Gary Rowick joined, Phil says, "If you'd asked me how I'd hoped we'd play, it was like last night. All the positives that Rowick brings, and some of the better elements that we already, already had done better." So it, basically, what he's saying there is that's how he would have hoped that Gary Rowick would have developed the side. I think he's right. That was pretty much what I was hoping for. Hard attacking football, um, physical, and getting the job done against uh, you know better sides, so-called. 
Yeah, exactly. But it's always to sort of be careful what you wish for because, it. yes, some people might call it bland, some people might call it not great to see and stuff like that, but we never look over our shoulders with Rowett in charge. You know, we, we've gone from no. being a side, we've gone from being a side who plays sort of like cup football, and I love Kenny Jackett in my lifetime, what am I, 36 this year, Kenny Jackett's the best manager I've physically seen in my lifetime. I'm too young to appreciate the dock and all that kind of thing, even though it was, you know, in my early life. But, yeah. you know, for me, Jackett in, in, our, in my lifetime is the best manager I've, I've seen at the den. And I'd have, the way it's going at the moment, you, you, if you're a football man and a sensible football man, you'd have, you'd have Rowett all day long because he's, you know, he's a, a, a manager you're not going to really be in trouble with. He makes his teams hard to beat. Um, techni- uh, you know, the vast majority of the time. I know we, we went for a little bit of a run where we weren't playing too well. And and we are a stable, established championship side. You know, when you're up for those first couple of seasons, you do look over your shoulder a bit. After a while, when it starts going stale, you do look over your shoulder a bit. But well, how long has he been in charge now? Was this three years? It's three years. I think the anniversary is, is kind of now, isn't it? It's three yeah, years ago yeah, that he so, joined us. Yeah. So three three years he's been in charge. We've never really been in any sort of any real trouble. When he when he came in, we were we were the only way we were going was down, and he took us into the top half of the table. Three top three top half finishes under him. I don't, I don't really see unless. Unless there is a real, and again, this is where I don't sound massively popular, but unless there is mass investment from the board, and I don't mean 1.7 million, you know, for um, mm. Fleming, I'm talking tens, twenties, thirty million pound players. Now I know it's a little bit sort of wishy-washy, and we can only wish, but unless he's got war chests like that to spend, he's he's not doing a bad job with the resources he's got. Yes, we're spending money that we don't normally spend. But again, 1.7 million to these teams. Harry said it the other day on one of your shows, Nick, it's nothing to these teams. It's absolutely... Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's losable no. money. I mean, you know, you, they, they, they wouldn't... Chelsea would laugh at the idea of 1.7 million. It's just not... Um, it's not a figure that even really intrudes in their world. You know, it's just... It's a so what factor. Um, I, I think you're right. I mean, if you, the, the league table is another cliche for your listeners. The league table doesn't lie. And consistently where we've finished um, reflects well on everything you've just said, Michael, about management within pretty limited resources. At the moment, you know, I mean, we've spent big on one on Fleming and, and one or two others, um, but compared with the team we faced last night at Watford, I mean, you know, they, they bring vastly superior resources to bear, but you wouldn't have known that from um, at 90 minutes last night because, you know, they, they look very much second best. I think you're right. I think I think the worst you can say, the worst you can say, and it has had some some um, taken some flack over time, is that the football has been boring and tedious, and that's that's been a, a criticism that's been repeatedly thrown at him. And I suppose if you were counsel for the defence, you'd be pointing at the league table and say, well, "What do you expect? You know, you're Millwall." And I think there is a bit of a um, philosophical debate to be had there. Not, not many of us at the den ever go in for philosophical debates, do we? But well, maybe not where you sit, Nick, but where we sit, you know, we're it's uh, all you talk about, nothing else, do you? Yeah, <laughs> smoking jackets and brandy where we are in Blockford. <laughs> it was interesting. I was, I did um, radio show, is Radio London with Aaron on um, was it Monday? I did it. Um, and one of the uh, pundits on there, so Hall asked that, do, do we want to be promoted? Do we all want the do we want the Premier League thing? Um, and I actually find it quite a hard question to answer sometimes because it does go quite deep. Um, of course, that getting promoted to the Premier League is the only game in town. So what else are you going to aim at? No one's going to aim at being a mediocre, mid-table, um, you know, championship side and downwards. So you, you might settle for that if, if, if that's that's all that you're ever going to get. But equally, I, so I think we, yeah, I, I think to answer the question that was posed to me. You know, of course, going up is the target. Um, I, th- I don't know that Millwall as a club, Millwall as a support base, would be very easily premierized. I don't think um, we'd be. <laughs> I don't think we'd be sanitised, Michael. <laughs> Nick, some Which people, is the... Nick, Nick, some people were moaning yesterday. It was an eight o'clock kickoff. Can you imagine if it was a, <laughs> a, a Sunday at four o'clock? That'd people go on about the there's a popcorn stall, quite harmless popcorn stall for kids. You know, not and but people will will get quite 
uh, angsty over that. And, you know, even listening to the, uh, the, the, the the sound feed last night, I mean, it's Millwall as we've known it and loved it, isn't it? I would love to see what kind of reaction the Premier League with its, um, you know, with its, in its many guises makes of us if we do get into it. It might not last very long. I'll tell you but, what, um, we'll it will be a ride. Fans, I must... the, next, the next fans forum, someone suggests that light show that West Ham had the other day in the Europa The light show. Or, or conference. <laughs> see how far that gets you. Oh dear, five, there we five are. For now, MCing while we have a light show. Can you imagine? Yeah, we'll know in it would just be lurch running around flicking switches, wouldn't it? Because we haven't got a sophisticated system. Spinning the discs. Last one from last night. Mickey Modern, he says, wow, I haven't seen this. So dominant for ages. We wanted it. A brilliant Tom Bradshaw masterclass. The man is on fire. Um, and I think that's a nice way to 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 close this. We're going to finish off shortly with um, the voicemails the chaps have been sending in. Michael, you found a wonderful little gem. Before we do close, two things, really. Um, there's a Christmas party uh, at the club <laughs> featuring Soul and Motown with a W. Motown. No, 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 no. Mo- Motown has a W. It doesn't have two Ws that the club thinks. <laughs> Motown, is, Motown is the Motor City, Millwall. It's M-O-T-O-W-N, Motown. <laughs> not Mo Town. That's Lawn Mo Town. That's that's Surbiton. Oh, mate, you know where it's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be at the B and Q at um, the old Kent Road, isn't it? Oh, Soul and Mo Town. Bring bring your your lawnmowers to the the Christmas and party your head, and your hedge trimmers. Jesus, oh, it's the sixteenth of December, Friday night. Spell check, um, Millwall Football Club. For God's sake, come on. A, buff- a buffet and uh, live music and £25 a person. Well, can I, can I just bring... say, though, before we carry on about £25 a person, geez, but one, who who looks at these posters and signs this off? Who's... No one with any knowledge of music. Let's put it that way. Or Soul spelling. and Motown. M-O-W-T-O-N. T-O-W-N. Jeez. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, who signs it yeah, off? Man. I don't know. Anyway, change it. If you're listening, Mill, change it. It's Motown, M-O-W. Can't forget the Motor City, Michael. Um, just want to close. Wish wish your dad well, mate. He's, he's not very well at the moment, I understand. No, no. he's um, Yeah, it's been a bit of a hard week for him, bless him. He's, he's been a bit under the weather. Um, he was going to go to the den yesterday, but under doctor's advice, he's... Um, yeah, he's got a, he, he had to stand doors, couldn't, couldn't have the stress of a Millwall Watford game. I mean, I find that no. the stress of a Millwall football game. Um, but he, no. yeah, he's um, he, he's currently uh, he's currently up in uh, up, up in hospital for a few days. Bless his heart. Uh, so yeah, get well soon, Avery Senior. Um, Avery Senior, mas- indeed. The unofficial mascot of the uh, uh, Acton Millwall podcast. No one knows Michael's dad's name. He's only known as Michael's dad. So. Um... And I met him obviously when we did the grassroots last season at uh, at uh, Welling. Yeah. Um, so I just want to send my and all the boys on the show, and I think all the listeners, best wishes to Michael's dad. Probably listening in some hospital somewhere. Get yourself back down at Den soon. Um, everyone's rooting for you. There we are, listeners. So I think we've probably covered the game. I'm going to close out the show now, Michael, with the various many voicemails that have been sent to me in the aftermath of that excellent win last night, 3-0 over Watford. Big thank you to Michael for coming on the show. Thank you, mate, taking time no out of your day. No problem at all. And thank, thank you again, dear listener, as always, for listening to the um, sludge that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> thank you, listeners. Uh, we're going to close out now with other voicemails. Until the next show, which will be at the weekend. Bye for now. Here's a turn up for the fucking books. Listeners, Mike Hayden on the line, celebrating that 3-0 victory against Watford. I did not expect that tonight. Uh, excuse the background noise. I'm just at my recording space, uh, which is London Bridge Station. Um, but yeah, what a performance tonight. I mean, honestly, um, Tom Bradshaw gets his goal against Bristol City finally, and then he goes on a little run. He loves a little run of form. Let's hope we see it again. It helped with three goals tonight. He was superb. Um, and, uh, you know, the whole team just epitomised what it is to be a Millwall player. You know, the effort, um, we absolutely just battered them all over the pitch. Um, you show a side like Watford 
um, you know, that and that they don't fancy it because, I mean, this is a team that, you know, come down from the Premier League. They've got no identity. They're a club that are just run in an extremely strange fashion. Um, and they, they don't really embrace what it is to be an English football club. And um, I'd hate to be a Watford fan. I really would. Uh, and best of all, that idiot Slavan fucking Bilic is in charge. And he got absolute dogs abuse tonight. Um, but yeah, it was incredible to be freeing it up at half time. Um, funny situation actually in the, in the, the old uh, Block 4 toilets. Um, someone said at half time, um, are we freeing it up or am I on drugs? Someone else said both, mate. I think that just sums up Millwall. But, yeah, we uh, couldn't believe it, really. Um, but second half was fantastic as well. Um, I think we just saw the game out. I mean, Watford, I don't think, really had a shot on target all game, which was just unbelievable. Um, speechless, to be honest. By far and a million miles the best performance of the season. Has Gary Rowett found his team? Yes, I think he has. Um, can we continue playing like that? May as well. What's stopping us? Um, has Rowett just decided to just go for it now? Because I tell you what, looking at that table, this season is for the taking. There is no runaway top two. Anyone can get there. Not saying it'll be us. I'm not getting that carried away. But what I am saying is that you know why can't we continue to perform? And we are. We will see ourselves in those really competitive positions. Um, West Brom's going to be an exciting one on Saturday. Uh, they're in disarray as well. If we can show the same effort and go again and put them under pressure um, I'm no doubt that'll be another successful result but yeah just incredible incredible win tonight Re- really was um, you know that is the that is the sort of we've got army wall back sort of performance anyway let's hope I'm not leaving a message after West Brom going around it out but I mean you know that was Rowett and Millwall at their very very best long may it continue come on you guys Hello Nick Matt Richards here um, what a good game what a good game great win um, I mean it was just the uh, first half played so well didn't we um, we just we just up and at them I mean the whole team it's difficult to pick I mean obviously you've got to go through the team but the whole team played so well I was worried before the game I thought you know what for a good side you've got some good players coming forward uh, one the weekend and you know, I was thinking, oh, you know, we come out of a draw, but I mean, from Bradshaw's first goal and what a hit! I mean, big boot up from Long, defender got caught underneath it, and but it's just a superb finish. And then second one with Bennett crossing in, and he's there again, and um, so pleased with Bradshaw. But we just we just looked so well, didn't we? We just played so well. Malone, he came in, played really well. We combined with Bennett. Well down the left, um, Savile and Mitchell in the middle, they're just onto everything. Um, and I just thought the defence as well. I mean, Bradshaw, you've got to give him man of the match for his hat trick, but I thought Hutch was just, Sean Hutchinson was just brilliant. He just marshaled that defence. I mean, I think they didn't, they didn't even have any, well, I think at the end there was a header, which Jules Long saved. Um, but it was not one shot on target, which is amazing when you think, you know, Watford came down last year and they didn't, you know, they hardly penetrated. It just shows you how solid we looked throughout that defence and midfield. So, yeah, I mean, the first half performance is brilliant. And then you just think, oh, they're going to come back in, don't you? And we kind of, we, we're saying, oh, you know, next goal is going to be really critical, really critical. But what a professional performance the second half. It was just... Um, that was really pleasing to see as well that we kind of you know good game management good use of subs by Rowett you know bringing on Styles at 60 minutes for Bennett who must have been knackered um, but all the subs came on did a job and that shows the importance of having a really strong bench which is what we've got now you know we can bring on the likes of Honeyman Shackleton and you know they're all strong players and we can finish the game really well so what a great performance great win Three points. It's looking good. Big game Saturday. Um, you know, if we play with that same sort of spirit, that same fight and passion, then you've got to fancy us against West Brom. So, um, yeah, happy days. Come on, you lines. Hi, Nick. Just ringing in um, after the 3-0 victory at the Den uh, against Watford. 
amazing night, really. Um, to uh, name a cliche, a game of two halves, <laughs> in reference to football, is very appropriate. I mean, the second half, um, Watford threw absolutely everything they had us. I don't think we had a chance on goal. We threatened a couple of times. Didn't really have much of the ball. Um, but we defended. We kept them out. It was inevitable, really, that they'd come out like that. They were a very impressive team. Very fast. Lots of speed. Big physical presence up front with Saar. And they could really move the ball around. And they did move us around. But what a solid defensive performance first off I was so impressed um, they came out they had a couple of minutes when they started to set out their stall and we were right at them we did not let them settle I mean in terms of a man of the match you've got to give it to Bradshaw three fantastic goals I'm looking forward to seeing the replay when it comes out and um, the extended highlights because I'm in the CBL as you know and everything happened down the other end in terms of Millwall so as usual it was I couldn't really pick out what was going on but what I could see was a very very good defensive performance from the back four um, very very energetic play in the midfield and some consistent pressing at the front and it paid dividends I mean Watford will be thinking you know what happened in that first half because it was an amazing Millwall performance and I said to some of my fellow supporters well let's see what happens in the second half because they're going to come out guns are blazing and they did but we held firm they lost their heads a bit I think Watford they picked up six or seven yellow cards and really one of them should have been sent off uh, we were tenacious in the tackle. Scott Malone played well at left back and our back four is definitely the way to go. I think that if Rowett had a put a back five out with two wing backs, we would have lost that match because they could really move the ball. And with that vacuum that the back five creates in the middle, it puts so much pressure on the middle too. Um, they would have definitely given us a different game. So a really solid performance. Um, fantastic evening. I just want to say it's my father's birthday today, October the 19th. He died three years ago, uh, but today was his birthday. The last game of football I saw with my father was Millwall-Watford and we lost that one at the Den. And this one, a lovely birthday present for him and for us. 3-0 Millwall. Come on, you Lions. Hi, Nick. It's Angelo, mate. Just on the way home from the game. Um, yeah, I never expected that today, mate. Never in my wildest dreams. I, I thought today was the banana skin where we would lose, but... I have to say, there is no team in the championship that would have coped with us first half, mate. We were phenomenal. The, the press, the, the, the intensity of, of that first half performance was completely outstanding, mate. They couldn't breathe Watford. I said to my mate, I said, a lot of these Watford young superstars, they might not be able to cope with the den. And then... When, uh, when we was all over them like a rash, they literally couldn't cope. And uh, we literally smashed them up first half. Uh, unbelievable performance, mate, in that first half. Second half, completely dead, but we're okay with that. We kept our clean sheet. Lovely three points. That's 10 points out of 12. Three wins on the bounce. We are moving in the right direction. Completely happy for, for Bradshaw. With a hat trick, fantastic. He worked so hard tonight. Every player was outstanding. You know, a long, I can see the benefits are long um, ahead of, of Bart now. Um, even from the kickoff, I don't know if you noticed, but Cooper was up front for the kickoff. Um, so he's just a weapon that obviously, you know, he's got that, he's, he's got that um, benefit, which obviously. Um, we don't have with Bart, but I feel bad for Bart, but I think it's the right thing to have Long in there now when he's kicking. Um, he's just so much more comfortable apart from that one slip in the second half. Um, Cooper outstanding, Hutch outstanding, 
McNamara outstanding. Malone started a little bit dodgy, but got better as the game went on. Um, uh, Savile, brilliant, just clearing, clearing up, mopping up. Billy, Billy should be going to the World Cup, mate, if he carries on like this. Absolutely outstanding, that kid. He's getting better and better and better and better. Brilliant. Uh, Fleming, loads of throw-ins. Uh, he didn't do much on the pitch, but he, he tried really hard. He was running around even towards the end of the game. Vogie worked so hard. Bennett, brilliant from Bennett. He, we got 60 minutes out of him, which was great. Uh, he nearly scored, but obviously Bradford, uh, Bradshaw tapped it off him. Fantastic, honestly, brilliant. Really unexpected. We made Watford look shit. And... Um, just very, very good. Best 45 minutes for a long, long time. Um, hats off to Rowett. You know what I mean? We've got to give the guy credit where credit's due. Um, and um, we've got easier games coming up now. So, you know, let's let's keep that intensity. And uh, we can make a right push if we carry on like this on this system. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well done to the guys. Uh, well done, Millwall. Come on, you Lions. Well, what a night. Uh, James blew it uh, Millwall halfway line here. Just coming back from the den. Wow. 3-0 to, uh, to the Lions and a very well-deserved uh, win. I went to Bristol City on Saturday and I thought I could see real progress after uh, what, to be honest, was some fairly faltering wins, I thought, against poor teams. But uh, hats off to Gary Rowett. That 4-4-2 continues to really deliver the goods. And I, but to be honest... As brilliant as Bradshaw was tonight, and his finishing was absolutely excellent, I thought Mason Bennett was superb. I thought Mason Bennett brought, um, brought uh, energy, direction, and real momentum to the team. Of course, someone said to me, well, yeah, but he's never fit. The truth is, fit Mason Bennett wouldn't be playing for Millwall. He's a really good, really good player. I thought around the back as well, we were excellent. I thought Hutchinson brings a real authority. I could see him bossing down the uh, the other players around him in the way that you need uh, your, your top central defender to do. And the midfielder game, uh, Billy Mitchell again, had a really good game. So uh, two, two points off the playoffs, four points off the top. What a weird season. Two, uh, three weeks ago, I did a, uh, uh, a poll on Twitter and 80% of Millwall fans wanted Gary Rowett gone now. Uh, I'm not sure many of us will agree with that now, and uh, I'm sure there's plenty of us who'll be uh, uh, enjoying 2020 hindsight, but uh, exciting times for the Lions, I think. I think we've got a bit of momentum going, and uh, it could be a very interesting next couple of months before the, uh, the, the, uh, the break for the uh, World Cup. Come on, you Lions. Well, fucking hell. That was a bit different, wasn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, Mr Harry Warren, chairman of the Gary Rowett Fan Club. Anything else is bollocks. Um, four at the back, we're, we're, we're unbelievable. Hutchinson and Cooper were immense. Um, that's the best performance since Nottingham Forest away before the pandemic. Um, first Millwatrick, I think, since the, before the pandemic, since Matt Smith's goals those, that night. That was, for lack of a better word, a total Millwall performance. Aggressive in the first half, punished Watford for their naivety, their defensive frailties, and then second half was so, so professional um, to see it out, nearly conceding at the end. But they were always going to have one chance, but luckily it didn't go in, so it's a 3-0 win. Um, you know, it, it'd be, uh, there's nothing there tonight to, to moan about, really, is there? There's nothing to do but praise that performance and praise Tom Bradshaw. The first goal... That is a that is a game pivotal moment to take the lead against a side who 16 of their 18 match players cost more than our 1.7 million for Fleming. So put that in perspective. That's how what what we were up against tonight made them look so so ordinary. The the goal from from Tom Bradshaw for the first for his first of his three is purely a brilliant little knock inside. Um, yeah, he's been put in by their mistake, but it's the two touches. It's one touch to get it out in front of him, and our uh, our body finish with his laces. It's fantastic, fantastic finish. Then the second goal, it all comes from a Jake Cooper win on the edge of the box. Bennett's gone round the back, pulled it back across, and Bradshaw's between the two goal sticks like we knew, uh, two goal posts like we knew he would be, because that's what he does. 
tapped it in and then his third again is a Cooper flick on Cooper wins it clicks it on into the box and Bradshaw takes a touch off his chest goes to shoot first time doesn't takes another touch to set himself the goalkeeper's already gone down because he thinks he's going to snap it at left footed with the first touch with his foot which is his second touch in, to- in total before before basically finishing it pretty much into an empty net because the keeper's already on the floor it was a fantastic fantastic performance and you know very very impressive from the Lions four points off top one point off the playoffs fucking hell four games ago it was doom and gloom now we're going to win the league anyway roll on to Saturday come on you Lions you're listening to Aston Wall broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey except no substitute imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.